Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world, or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song, lyric by lyric. Welcome to episode 212, where Aaron and I discuss Starlight, Message in a Bottle, and Babe. First things first, like always, we're going to start this episode with our fearless feature. And this episode, we decided to highlight a an organization called Brook, Books to Prisoners. So the Prison Book Program is a grassroots organization that is exists for one purpose, which to is to send s- free books to prisoners. Thank you, Aaron, for that for that informative piece of information that I was never going to get to. This organization has been doing it since 1972. Basically, the mission is that the prison book program mails books to people in prison to support their educational, vocational, and personal development and to help them avoid returning to prison after their release, aka recidivism. We also aim to provide a quality volunteer experience that introduces citizens to issues surrounding the American prison system and the role of education in reforming it. Um, so this this organization is a national organization, but on the website, if you go to um, HTTPS backslash backslash prisonbookprogram.org slash prisonbooknetwork, they list us a list of state organizations that are under the umbrella of this nationwide organization so that you can help specific people to your community that are in jails or prisons near where you live. Um, you can also donate, and there's also a cool link on the page, the website that allows you to um, look at people's wish lists on Amazon and just purchase books That's directly so cool. on it. I love that. So it's another way of just getting involved and remembering that people that are incarcerated are people too, and they deserve to um, continue their learning and their development while they are incarcerated. A lot of people go through their GED program when they're in prison, and so this is a way that they can get access to those books and those learning materials. Yeah, it says they have practical books like the GED study guides and dictionaries and basic legal information that they might need. Yep. But, you know, also books are an escape, so someone might just want to read a book. What What do you say about that? I mean, so one sense to me, I like reading. We will, we will attach the link um, at the bottom of this episode, but those that are listening, it is prisonbookprogram.org. Thank you for that fearless feature, Morgan. So diving right in to song number one, which is Starlight. Did your fearless feature have a connection with any of the songs? It didn't. No. No. Just a connection to your heart. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Just like Taylor has a connection to my heart. There's mm. the connection. So the liner note for this in the original release was for Ethel. And so we we know that this song is was written by Taylor about Ethel and Bobby Kennedy while imagining the night they had by a picture she saw in, I think, the house of Patrick Kennedy when she was dating him. Oh, I read on Lyric Genius a quote from her in an interview that was saying she was just Googling pictures of the 60s when she was into 60s aesthetics and looking for inspiration just like on style and music and just, I guess, she might have been on like Pinterest or something. And then a picture from the 40s popped up. Oh, okay. And so that's what she based this on. Mm-hmm. Well, she, we all know that she goes on to date a Kennedy. So right. Well, was that before or after? I don't. I I couldn't give you the timeline. I didn't look that in depth. All I know is that it was written about Ethel Kennedy, who, if you don't know who um, Robert Kennedy was, he was JFK's brother, who was the sixty fourth U.S. Attorney General. Um, he also served as a New York. Um, United States Senator until he was assassinated in June of 1968. He was assassinated after he found out that he had won the primary for the presidential um, election for the Democratic Party in California and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And how old was he when he was assassinated? He was in his 40s. Okay. So for someone who might not know the U.S. legal system, can you explain what the U.S. Attorney General is? The U.S. Attorney General is basically the attorney for the U.S. They're the ones that decide what lawsuits to bring against states. So it's not individuals. It's on behalf of the U.S. versus usually a state that they think um, has has done, like has 
legisl- has passed legislation that is in direct conflict with the Constitution. Like the don't say gay bill. Which right. We, I don't, why have we not talked about this? What the heck is happening in Florida? I know. I'm kind of leaving that up to you because you follow that much closer than I do. Oh, good Lord, Florida. Get your shit together. Is it insensitive to say? No. Get your shit together. <laughs> seriously what the fuck like this is 2022 i know we're we're traveling backwards i mean this is right off the back of idaho we just i just found out um today passed a a similar bill to the texas abortion bill where people can you know sue individuals that get abortions so it's following the same lines of the texas abortion law yeah oh the world is spinning out of control yeah um you all i encourage you all to look up those issues as well there's so many world issues we can't talk about them all in a in a single (laughs) episode nor should we pretend that we are experts at any of this stuff it's just we're here you know we call it the fearless feature because we are fearless taylor's fearless and we encourage you all to get involved and be fearless as well yeah i know some schools were doing walkouts for the don't say gay ban for like gsas have been doing that across the country so if you're in a gsa in a high school in the united states you could organize one of those sorry we had already we had segued into the song but because robert kennedy was a u.s attorney general we segued (laughs) back so let's go back to starlight and just that is who this song is written about and i i did have an opportunity to look at the lyric video and it's just a starlit sky with a ferris wheel and a pier which is the boardwalk presumably that she's she sings about in this Mm -hmm. song yeah, so, and then she ended up dating Connor Kennedy. Connor, sorry, I don't know why I said Patrick. Pa- yeah, I, th- I was like, I don't remember who you- Yeah. Well, I was just like, who's Patrick? Yeah, sorry. But speaking of Patrick, our friend, I meant to tell you this earlier, I'm going to go see his Shakespeare play on Saturday. Oh, I went two weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. How was it? It was great. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, we saw Romeo and Juliet. Are you yeah. seeing Comedy of Errors or Romeo and Juliet? Oh, I didn't know. Is he in two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're seeing Romeo and Juliet. He's Mercutio, right? Yes. That's exciting. Okay. Well, anywho, that's Morgan's neighbor and our friend. He's pretty cool. He um, teaches theater and stage combat, which you know is my type of person. And his wife is the head of the theater department at a college here. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty badass. They are. Okay. So getting back into the song again. And I said, <laughs> oh my, what a marvelous tune. So this song reminds me a lot of the great American dynasty. And I think it's just because mm-hmm. it's about someone. It's a narrative about an individual. Well, and it's like in the past, right? It's a, and it's a narrative of a woman that fascinated Taylor. Right. And I think that, I guess that could also fit. The lucky one. Yeah. The lucky one. And aren't there, oh, a, and maybe even the one about her grandma. Her grandma, yeah. Um, why can't we think of what that's called? Um, Marjorie. Marjorie. So uh, I, one thing I love right off the bat when we get into these lyrics is I like that she intentionally employed words that were popular at that time, like in the 40s. So tune, if you don't, if you're not a native English speaker, or don't know. If I said, oh, Morgan, what a cool tune. She'd probably laugh at me and be like, yeah, cool tunes, Aaron. Like it's not, it's not a current word. Um, and then dressed to the nines is the expression we're going to come up to is also an old timey expression for being dressed up. So I just think it's cool how yes. she like made the the words match with the time period. And um, this is another interesting switch on her usual um, way of writing a song that she starts with the chorus here as opposed to starting with a verse. So getting right into it, the chorus that you'll hear throughout the song is I said, oh my, what a marvelous tune. It was the best night. Never would forget how he moved. The whole place was danced to the night, dressed to the nines. And we were dancing, dancing like we're made of starlight, like we're made of starlight. I love it. I love, I think this song is like pretty high up on my album ranking. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Cause now like we've talked about my rankings might change since I've like gotten to know other songs better on Red, like some of the newer ones. But I always really, really like this one. I just love when we dive into a story. Yeah, it's great. So first verse is, I met Bobby on the boardwalk summer of 45. Picks me up late one night. Out the window, we were 17 and crazy, running wild, wild. Can't remember what song it was playing when we walked in. 
Okay. So I used to sing I'm a Barbie on the boardwalk. I know. I did too. Did you really? I did. I didn't until I saw this lyric. I didn't realize that Bobby was specifically referenced. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, of course. That's of course what she's saying. Yeah. It, she, you can hear it. And then when I went to listen to it again today, I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's just they and they. Oh, we should mention this is not 100% factually accurate, right? So t- people have pointed out, like, Bobby and Ethel met in the winter, like, prior in, like, 44 or something at a ski trip. Okay, so people. It's not factually accurate. And Taylor has just said, yeah, it it's just inspired from a picture as all. Yeah. Um, the night we snuck into a yacht club party pretending to be a duchess and a prince. Which, once again, they didn't actually do that. And she just thought their outfits looked like that. But I love this idea of them, like, doing this. Like, Yeah. I And I love that she looked at this picture of this old picture of these old people. And, like, Bobby, who's deceased and, like, was, had the empathy to, like, go there to imagine what their oh, for sure. youth was like. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's, like, that's that's real empathy because mm-hmm. i don't i don't always do that when i <laughs> no, when you look at a picture or think about like oh my gosh what was their whole like vivid youth like um but i yeah i love that idea of them dressing up and sneaking into this party although it does kind of make me laugh that they had to pretend to be a duchess and a prince and i know it's it's based off of a picture and it's not real like we just said but it makes me laugh just because if he's Bobby Kennedy, he doesn't really need to pretend to be someone famous. He is someone famous. So they could have just gotten into this party without dressing up. But so it goes. Well, maybe there were other. I keep hitting my nose. on this mic. <laughs> Maybe there were other royal people at this party. And so they're kind of like imagining if we get together, we're like the next American royals. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like envisioning themselves as that. And yeah, you're right, though. They are pretty. Legit people. So we get back into the chorus. Oh my, what a marvelous tune. It was the best night. Never would forget how he moved. The whole place was dressed to the nines. We were dancing, dancing like we were made of starlight, starlight. And the next verse says, he said, look at you worrying too much about things you can't change. You'll spend your whole life singing the blues if you keep thinking that way. That's my Mm. favorite line. Singing the blues sounds like it would. It's an old expression, too, doesn't it? It does. And this whole thing is obviously just a made-up scenario. Um, I wonder if she based it on anything that had ever happened to her. If this is just totally... I love Taylor Swift's imagination. I know. Like, what? Um, he was trying to skip rocks on the ocean, saying to me, don't you see the starlight? Don't you see... Don't you dream impossible things? So I think it's just like an admiration for a couple that... They just want to like that she wanted to be in like young couple that want to push each other to discover their are your is your eye. OK, no, it really itches <laughs> or like it's like irritated. And oh, thank you for noticing them. Sorry. <laughs> I keep taking off my glasses and touching my eye. Yeah, yeah you're probably making it worse. OK, I'll stop touching it. It doesn't look red. It will be in a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this couple that just has inspiration and wants to be there for each other and allow each other to follow one another's dreams. Yeah, I like that. They're skipping rocks. That makes me think of the mine music video. Like, yes, but you can't skip rocks on an ocean, which I think is why she was laughing at him. No, yeah. you can only skip rocks on uh, freshwater. maybe do you think he do you think he knows that do you think taylor knows that he was trying to i think she does know that maybe not maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm making this up completely but i'm pretty sure i knew that i'm pretty sure that is somewhere deep in my i mean that makes sense because the tide is coming in it would be really hard to do yeah you could maybe if you were on a dock and the water was more still i think it has something to do with the density of the water because it's salt oh i don't know i never thought about that with this line but yeah i mean the line though look at you worrying too much about things you can't change i feel like that's something gabe would say to me almost word for word yeah well that i love it that's why i love it i love it 
Okay, so then we go back into like, oh my, what a marvelous tune. It was the best night, never would forget how he moved. The whole place was dressed to the nines and we were dancing, dancing like we're made of starlight. Is it never would forget how he moved the whole song? Yes. Because I've been singing we. Whatever. I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I think I've been singing we too, but it is he the whole song. Oh. And then it's the little bridge. Ooh, he's talking crazy. Ooh, dancing with me. Ooh, we could get married, have 10 kids and teach him how to dream. And then this great guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> New Aaron would come through there. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. And then back to the chorus again. So it's another simple song. Um, I like it. It fits in with the album. And um, it ends with don't you dream impossible things. Yes. Sorry. The question is posed there. And, and I like that. I feel like the question is being asked to us. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I agree with you. It gives me just like warm feelings, like the song ours mm-hmm. and mine. Yeah. Like it just gives me like. I like those songs better feelings. than this one, I think. But oh. And I like this one, too, because it's just totally made up. And I feel like I'm reading a book. Yeah. Talk, speaking of reading books, it's just it's escapist, you know. So what was your album rank? 15. 14 for me. Oh, wow. And you know, because we just did in the last episode, my ranking for um, Better Man was 23. And I'm like, mm, that, might, that might change now. You know what I'm saying? That's how I can tell that my ranking was done, like when I was still really attached to the original, original album. Yeah. yeah. What was your overall ranking? 163. Mine's 100. It seems a little low for me. I don't know what I was thinking when I did this. Once again, I did it like, right you after. Like, mean it seems too high? No, like, it seems too low. Like, I, I don't think it should be. Like, I think it should be closer to, like, around 160-something. Like oh, yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just seems a little low in her vast discography to have it be number Yeah, 100. that shocks me. That Yeah. So, I think you're right. It, it is. Because, remember, I redid the um the whole rankings and it was i redid it in january so i was still like full-on fledged red listening and so i think i was just like you know choosing that one over other album songs that probably would be higher right now right yeah yeah like better man that's such yeah. a good song and then after we talked about it i'm like Ugh, yeah Duh. i feel like that should go up in my ranking all right well i don't know about you but i'm ready for song number two message in a bottle so i have um some notes about this message in a bottle is swift's admission of fascination and admiration for a potential a new potential lover although frightening this new infatuation carries with it hopes of being true love the song seems to be connected thematically to come back be here which talks about swift struggling to have a long distance relationship with someone it is rumored that the subject both belongs of both songs is Harry Styles, whom Swift dated towards the end of 2012. But that doesn't make sense because, well, not for Come Back, Be Here, because this album was already released. Yeah, there are plenty of theories about who yeah. those songs are about. So. Um, so the song's pop sound with an upbeat tempo brought on by drums and guitars, very familiar to songs on Swift's 1989. So it does a good bridging of the um red to the 1989 era and taylor first brought up the idea of message in a bottle on the red tour during her speech for all too well she says writing a song is kind of like saying whatever you wanted to say to that person whatever you wanted to say the most and then being able to push pause on the moment and not have to see that person's response so it's like putting a message in a bottle and writing whatever you wanted to say whether it's I secretly love you or you make me happier than anyone in the world and I love everything about you and I've never told you before. All those things is like saying any of that, putting it in a bottle, throwing it in the ocean, and maybe they'll see it, maybe they won't. Oh, I love that. I know. It really made me like this song much more after I heard that. Yeah. I have two thoughts. I'm so glad you read that stuff because I also had read that but had forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) So the first note is this just seems like the pop simple version of come back be here Uh and then the second note was that when they said that this was you know like leading into 1989 it's almost like these pop songs on red remember i said on um the very first night the very first night sounds like 
How to Write a Pop Song 101. Mm -hmm. And I think this one too, like these songs sound very like you're learning to write pop music. Yeah. And so I think these were just her practice as she was bridging and then what the heck did we get with 1989, man? Glad she practiced. But these are still bangers. They are. I think they're... So I wrote like that it's super catchy because it it does the song gets stuck in my head Mm -hmm. um but i remember the first time i heard it i was just like it's almost sounds a little too juvenile like Mm -hmm. it almost sounds like a hillary duff song from metamorphosis yes so that's another thing i was thinking is this one and the very first night sound like like early 2000s Pop. pop yeah they don't sound like where in, in 1989, she's like reinventing pop. And even in Red, the pop songs that she ended up putting out were like more, ju- more pushing the boundaries. T- yeah. Yeah. Like edging on multiple genres, right? Like genre bending there. But I think the interesting thing about this song and then the very first night is that she she wrote the songs, but I don't know if she had like music to the songs yet so i think she because she wrote she worked on both of these with i think um i think both of them are with jack antonoff wouldn't it have been max no because these Martin are the, it, these are the in, no this is the from the vault so it wasn't on the original so she wrote let's see i have it here um message in a bottle Oh, yeah, it was Martin and Shellback. No, but it was Martin and Shellback that they wrote together. But then it was, oh, it was Shellback and Anda Fajard as the producers. <laughs> Sounds yes. like a Swedish guy. So, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe she did write the music for it. I don't really know. I just think it's interesting because they do sound very early 2000s. Yeah, they sound like, I'm a genie in a bottle, Yes, exactly. Baby. Like it, yeah. And like you said, like Hillary Duff, I had I thought that too. Yesterday I was downstairs listening to her. I was like, I feel like I'm in my like early two thousands. Yeah. Um. But then she also did release a remix to this, the F- Fat Max G, which seems to be just her attempt of making it a bit more poppy and a bit more, um, dance for a club song. Yeah. I'm not really I'm not super into the remixes of most of the songs. No, neither am I. I think it if there's one for it to fit, it's this one just because it is that like super um hyped up early 90s or early 2000s pop that it does kind of fit to have a little bit more of the like <laughs> There you go again. Morgan today with all her um, uh, robot impersonations. So I think it fits this song. I would never choose to listen to the remix version when I'm... Beep, boop, beep, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> What's that called? <laughs> boop, boop, beep, beep. The synth si- side of things. Yes. So let's jump into the lyrics. Well, I- wait, wait. One oh, more one more thing, this. one more thing, one more thing. I just think if she had released these songs at the time, that it would have been like, Oh yeah, this is what we expected. No, I from Taylor Swift 100%. and her pop. And instead what she did was practiced, practiced, wrote music, had tons of unreleased songs from 1989 like she's already said. I wasn't like over 100 and something. I don't know, you're the only one that I've ever heard this information from. I've never read it from another source, so I'm just trusting you with that. She's practiced, right? She picked the shiniest gems for red and then she practiced practice 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 and what we're seeing is like some of her earlier practice right and then she gave us the best of the best because we're always sitting there like how is she doing this like it's been like two years and she's coming out with another album that's like freaking amazing well now we know she's fucking working yeah she's not taking time off all she's the time writing songs writing songs practicing and then she's giving us the best of the very best right yeah like that's this is what this says to me yeah it's just like no it's not a miracle i mean part of it is just just sheer talent, talent. like yeah. we saw with the vamping and all too well but like part of it is just she's working nonstop and we're just not seeing all of that behind the scenes. Yeah. Cause she could have just given us these and they would have been great at the time, but they also would have been what everyone thought she could do. Yes. And I, not above what everyone thought she could do, which I is think, what 1989 did. I think, I think that the only thing she missed a beat on was 
including Better Man on the original. I think it should have been included. Okay. But let's get into the lyrics. All right. I know that you like me, and it's kind of frightening, standing here waiting, waiting, and I became hypnotized by freckles and bright eyes, tongue-tied. But now you're so far away, and I'm down, feeling like a face in the crowd. I'm reaching for you, terrified. Yeah. I like that the music sounds like it's down when she says I'm down. Yeah. I also... Freckles and bright eyes is not Harry, right? No, I think it's supposed to be Kennedy. Mm. But I think... um, I I really like the lyrics of this song because it's really good at, like, once again, capturing that. It's like, you know, begin again, but, like, with a little bit more, Mm -hmm. like, emotion. Like, maybe past that first date, probably, like, the third or the fourth time you've been hanging out and you really, really like the person. I just think that the the pop poppiness of it kind of dumbs it down a little bit. Mm. Like I think if there had been different music, and I, who am I? I'm not. I, I can't write music, so I don't you know. Are Morgan. <laughs> so I don't. I don't feel like you know. But as this is what we are here to talk about, I do feel that like if there was better music, I would right. enjoy this song more. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I like, and I became hypnotized by Freckles and Bright Eyes being like a really long sentence punctuated by tongue-tied yes just that simple alliteration and when you're tongue-tied you don't know what to say and so i like that it's simple that it's just tongue-tied yeah to explain that you're tongue-tied and that's it my favorite line that i've highlighted in this song is i'm reaching for you terrified because like once again i i love the song i love the lyrics that capture an emotion without saying the emotion yeah and this is like I'm here, I want you, I want you, but I'm fucking scared. Yeah. Because I have been through this before. But that is saying the emotion though, right? Yes, but I'm reaching for you terrified. It's more of a like, it is saying the emotion, but it's it's not elaborating on the emotion. You still Mm -hmm. get to envision what what that actually feels like. Yeah. I I just like also at the beginning, I know that you like me and it's kind of frightening. Yeah. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it is scary yep. to have somebody like you. Okay, so going on into the next part. because the chorus. Because you could be the one that I love. I could be the one that you dream of. A message in a bottle is all I can do. Stand in here hoping it gets to you. You could be the one that I keep. And I could be the reason you can't sleep at night. A message in a bottle is all I can do. Standing here hoping it gets to you. So the message in the bottle there is the song, you think? Yeah, it's the song. It's Yeah, it's those emotions, the terrified, the like, I really like you. I really like you. I just, I don't want to tell you because I'm scared to tell you. So here's the message in a bottle and I hope you get it. But I don't want you to see my face when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she would have sent the person this song? Um, No, I think she keeps her songs pretty close to her chest. Mm. I was previously imagining this could have been like a text message. Yeah, that it could for sure. A message in a bottle. And that's like, you know, she's all romantic about those things. So it could have been in a text. And she's like, but I sent it in a message in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she sent him like a gif of a message, message in, in a, a bottle. bottle and then blurred it all out <laughs> and then quickly turned off her phone because she didn't want to see his response. <laughs> it's a cryptic Tumblr, but she was subtweeting. Yeah. I don't even know what that fucking means. It's when you tweet about someone without like saying their name. Okay. Thanks for that lesson. These days I'm restless. Work days are endless. Same girl. (laughs) Look how you made me, made me. But time moves faster, replaying your laughter. Disaster. I also highlighted that. I love it. I love it. I love this whole verse. I like the idea of like love and all of this stuff being like frightening terrifying disaster because <laughs> it's it's hyperbole like she's obviously it's a good disaster it's a good terrifying it's a good frightening but it's also like it is really it a disaster is so it's so fun for someone to be like how was your date and you're just like horrible ter- <laughs> terrifying awful <laughs> so scary um yeah so it's like you know she captured once again those feelings of like everything's on edge with like the restlessness because you just are constantly thinking about that person you can't sit still because you want to stay occupied to like make time go faster um that's why the work days are endless because you're at the beginning of a relationship all you're thinking about is the next time you're going to see them or talk to them so you're just like when is this day ever going to end but 
time moves faster when you get to just think about them. And that's when the disaster strikes. Because now <laughs> you're far away and I'm down feeling like a face in the crowd and I'm reaching for you terrified. So I feel like I like this song more because I have Come Back Be Here. Like, I think if I didn't have that song and like Come Back Be Here is number four on this album for me. Yeah. It's or like at least me. when I did my original rankings, like I fucking love Come Back Be Here. And I, you know, I talked to you about this like Gabe when we got engaged and he went back to the US and like it holds a special place in my heart. Like the whole long distance relationship thing. And I think there's not a lot of songs that talk about that. No, there's not. And so when you find one, you're like, oh, you got awesome. it. It's on yeah. the mark. Yeah. Like, how, and why? Why are more people not singing about long distance relationships? It's like a very common experience. And for someone to just explain how that feels and how heartbreaking that is, like, <laughs> why are more people not singing about Maybe that? Maybe they are. We just aren't listening to those songs. <laughs> we just don't listen to them. Because <laughs> they're not like Taylor Every Swift. song is about the same stuff. It's just basically like, I want to have sex. <laughs> Which is like, I want to have sex too. Like, I get it. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I sound like an old fart saying that. But yeah, I also like, want to know which songs you're talking about. Like, you know, songs on the radio. <laughs> okay. Pop songs. They're not all like that. I'm ex exaggerating a little bit, but it seems like most of it is just about like attraction. Yeah. Right. Like most songs are about attraction. Like. I don't know, and uh, or about breakups, right? But where where are the songs about the nuance when I first met your mom? Where are the songs about our long distance relationships? Where are the, where so the songs about the Kennedys? Where <laughs> where are the songs about having a cu um cup of coffee with my dad talking about self uh self effacing jokes? Yeah, where's where's the songs a cup of Joe in a cafe on a Wednesday? <laughs> where, where are they're here, baby. They're here. They're here, and we're here for them. So then she goes back into the chorus because you could be the one that I love. I could be the one that you dream of. A message in a bottle is all I can do. Standing there hoping it gets to you. You could be the one that I keep and I could be the reason you can't sleep at night. A message in a oh, bottle is all I can do. I could be the reason can you can't sleep at night. I know. I love that. I want to be somebody's reason they can't sleep at night. I was when Gabe and I first started dating. I know because we would stay up late and talk to each other on the phone. Mm -hmm. I never slept. Yeah. I, d I never slept. I would stay on campus with him until like 1 a.m. and then drive an hour back home and then talk to him on the phone for even longer. <laughs> Why wasn't I sleeping? I know. Well, I feel like that's like every start of the relationship. You just can't get enough. Yeah. There's so much that to learn to uncover. Um. Then she says, and this is where Come Back Be Here is referenced. Yes. How is it in London? London. Where were you while I'm wondering, wondering. if I'll ever see you again? Yeah. <laughs> always we always get a lovely rendition of taylor's songs and it goes back into the chorus you could be the one that i love and now at the I'm end though she says my love yes she does and, and now i'm standing i'm here. standing here hoping it gets to you yeah instead of just standing here i'm standing here yeah it's probably significant i i mean this song is it's like i'm saying it's, it's low cute. on my it's rankings catchy. but it's it's so fun to sing so i don't have an overall uh it is super fun to sing i don't have an overall ranking because for some reason even though when i redid it they didn't include this they only included the ronin babe and oh interesting maybe there was just some that were left yeah. off is that thing updated the tumblr yeah quiz? but i think it was just the songs that maybe she had pre-written not the songs that like were from the vault all of them anyway um so it's number 24 on mine and i said mm -hmm. I, I wrote next to it this is harsh i don't know if i would rank it this way now oh mine is 27 i don't know i feel like it's fair yeah it probably is i just i do really like it now it's catchy i just like i said i think if it had a better tune it would be higher up for me yeah, and so for me, like I had Girl at Home as 26 and Message in a Bottle as 27. Are you ready to talk about song number three? Babe. <laughs> well, hey there, Morgan. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Do you remember on that one episode? I was like, I, I almost just called you baby. I was yeah. listening back as I was <laughs> editing to that. It was funny. Okay, so this um, this song was given to Sugarland before it became a From the Vault song on Taylor's red version she was giving out songs she Left had so many right. despair yeah um 
so I want to start, I guess, with the music video. And Aaron, why don't this you go? This is the music video I tried yes. to talk about earlier. So why don't you, you start us off? Yeah, so the music video is basically her and then she, who am I talking about? Her. The main woman, a wife, it looks like a married couple who has like a really happy life together. It's taken place in the 50s, though, which I think is interesting. Like, it's not present day that this music video is taking place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I almost didn't even notice it. Yeah. Because all of Taylor's like aesthetic and stuff, like even in the um, Begin Again music video, it kind of feels like it's in the past. This is definitely the 50s because there's like the room of secretaries. The woman, the wife is staying at home. While she has like the apron. Apron on. She's preparing dinner. She's taking care of the house. She's I dusting. I love the silk like uh, robe and PJs that mm. she wears like. Uh, it always makes me want to just get that set like and i want one with like the little like maybe like a fake fur on it you know <laughs> you know what i'm talking about the go poops. for it girl you and go for I, it oh oh and then like maybe some high heels and like an audrey hupburn really long cigarette and i could just like stand on a roof <laughs> but not almost go over like jenny and forrest gump okay. not that far so Taylor is in this music video. She is. She plays, she plays the other, the other woman. woman. She has red hair. And um, I think and she's red hair in the All Too Well video. Yes. So obviously red, red, red. And when she dressed as Ariel for Halloween. Are those the three times we've seen Taylor with red hair? I didn't even know she dressed as Ariel as, for Halloween. You know what I'm talking about? That Instagram picture? No. Where she's drinking liquor out of a bottle? No. <laughs> Message, Message in, in a, a bottle. bottle. <laughs> um. So, like, the exact opposite of this song to the last to Message in a Bottle for me. I really love the music of this song. Like, it's super catchy to me. Love the music. Not as much into, into the, lyrics. the lyrics. Because I think it just seems a little bit dated. And I'm probably biased because of just personal situation. But, like... You mean like blaming the other woman? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like anti-feminist too, right? But, but it's, and, and she doesn't actually overtly blame the other woman. The music video, the video makes it, yeah, the, the video makes it a bit more stark. Wait a minute. She's also the other woman in that music video for Fearless. You oh, belong yeah. with me, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. She's the cheerleader. Uh-huh. It would almost have been better if it wasn't a song about him cheating. If that makes sense. I feel like Taylor is has stayed away from all that for so long. Like she doesn't write songs about someone cheating. She t writes songs about being broken up with or breaking up with someone. And she never really gets to the like, except for all too well, she doesn't really get to the reason of it. And here it's like blatantly just about cheating. And I just. Is it though? Well, so. It just says, what about your promises? Yeah, no, but it says. Um, oh, I wish I could unsee it. Yeah his her lips on your neck like it's very much about cheating and then the music video is you in your face she wrote this in 2000 well so let's talk about she wrote it with tr this pat pat um moynihan yeah monahan monahan who is the lead singer of train yeah who if you guys don't know wrote like drops of jupiter meet virginia um soul hey soul sister had a few like poppy hits there mm -hmm. So, and it does kind of sound like a poppy t train song. Sorry, what was your original question? Like when she wrote this song or like who it would have been about? I think it's still, I think it's uh, Nick Jonas. I think it's a, it's a fillover from, a spillover from that relationship. Okay. All right. And the reason I think that is because she references some of that like that he moved on quickly with another woman in some of the fearless songs mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think this is like a tough thing to talk about because it's one of those things where yeah if you're the person who is cheated on if you have decided to be in a monogamous relationship both people have decided we are monogamous <laughs> and you've had that discussion then someone cheating is yeah a breaking huge those freaking promises yeah breaking promises like a huge a huge betrayal of trust but at the same time we don't really want to get into like blaming the other woman no because like 
I mean, in the video, they portrayed it like she did, but it's like, maybe she didn't know. Or you just don't know what is going on in a person's life and there's no reason to like totally trash them. And I also just think that like cheating is, once again, these are all just personal opinions, but I think that cheating make, takes on such a bigger deal when actually the, cheating is just the act of of playing out what else was wrong in the relationship. And so I think like, like if you broke those promises, I think having a song solely about cheating is missing the point of like, actually there's much more about yeah, it. Like what would the guy's perspective be like leading up to this song? Yeah. It's definitely not how it's portrayed in this. It's no. portrayed as very like, you did this, we're done. Right. Yeah. But I do love it. I love to sing it. I never skip it. It's a great, like, I really love going from um, Better Man to Nothing uh, nothing New to this song. I mm -hmm. think it's, it's oh, a good. Oh, yeah, that's a good little, like, yeah. section there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it starts with, um, what about your promises? What about your promises, promises? And then she said, what a shame. Didn't want to be the one that got away. Big yeah. mistake. You broke the sweetest promise that you never should have made. And I'm here on the kitchen floor. You call, but I won't hear it. You said no one else. How could you do this, babe? Yeah, this feels very, um, like, fearless, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, being on the kitchen floor, you call, but I won't hear it. Yeah. It's like, I'm not picking up anymore. Like, why? this is, like, all fearless Arab. Yeah, that's why I think it's, it's pre. Like, it was... Even the music video, I there's like scenes that are reminiscent of certain scenes, and we talked about that with the other music video too. Yeah, with the um, Better Man vi music video. Mm -hmm. So then it goes into the chorus. You really blew this, babe. We ain't getting through this one, babe. This is what I want to talk to you about. This is the last time yeah. I'll ever call you, babe. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It it's is amazing because is it the last time she'll ever call him, or is it the last time she'll ever call him, babe? Yeah. Like it's it. both yeah. at the same time. Yeah. The, every time I'm singing that chorus, I'm just like getting chills because I'm like. It's so well done. It's so well done. It means two things at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay. Next. On to the next verse. What a waste. Taking down the pictures and the plans we made. And it's strange how your face doesn't look so innocent. Your secret has its consequence. And that's on you, babe. Yeah. Shoo. Yeah. This one's tough for me. It makes me think of a close family situation where, yeah, I was really angry at the guy for, like, basically, like, a long-term emotional affair mm -hmm. and, like, blowing everything up when it really could have just been, I'm not happy earlier on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like it just, like, blew everything, like, 40 times. It makes it so much more emotional when yeah. when it when it goes this right. This so, way. in that way, I understand that anger. But I also really like the line, taking down the pictures and the plans mm -hmm. we made. Because the pictures and the plans, you know, the alliteration, alliteration there. But it's, like, a physical object and, you know, an idea at the same time. And I think it's also, once again, reminiscent of, isn't it? good um the what's the last from the vault song on fearless goodbye baby when bye, bye baby bye bye baby when she's talking about the pictures on the dresser that she's getting rid of so that's i also think about that bye bye baby taylor swift um what a waste oh yeah so i break down every time you call i love this line it's my favorite yeah it's mine too <laughs> We're, we're a wreck. wreck. You're, you're the, the wrecking, wrecking ball. It's so good. Yeah, Miley. <laughs> yes, I know. I, like, but yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. We said no one else. How could you do this, babe? You really blew this, babe. We ain't getting through this one, babe. This is the last time I'll ever call you, babe. And we'll never know. We'll never know. She's talking about calling him or calling him, babe. Mm hmm. Since you admitted it, I keep, this is the bridge, mm -hmm. I keep picturing her lips on your neck. I can't unsee it. I hate that because of you. I can't love you. That's a good one, it too. It is. It's highlighted in mine, too. I hate that because of you. I can't, I can't love, love you. you. 
What a shame. Didn't want to be the one that got away. How could you do this, babe? In the music video, this is where it switches to Taylor swinging it, singing it, Taylor's character singing it on the kitchen floor. You really blew this, babe. So it's like the other woman is now singing this part, too. Oh, well, that's a little bit more. It is. Because it's blaming the man still. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not taking it out on the woman. Um Yeah, so I think the rest is uh, a repeat. Yeah, did we did we already read we read you said no one else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we know that they were in a monogamous relationship. All right. So what was your album ranking of this song? Eighteen. Fifteen for me. Okay. Those are close. Are you ready for Taylor trivia? No, I'm ready for Tell Me Why. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tell me why. Uh, all right. So I have a post from Taylor trivia, which is probably why I said that. Um, so Taylor trivia is an Instagram account that we've read from multiple times. Thank you, Taylor trivia, for all your wonderful information. Y'all go give them a follow on Instagram. This post is, we found all the Easter eggs in Taylor Swift's All Too Well short movie so that you don't have to. Neruda. So the quote, love is short for getting us so long by the Chilean poet Pablo Neruda served as an opening for the album Red, which we read at the beginning of Red. And it reappears at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Made Up You. So this is the second one. In the opening scenes of All Too Well short movie, Sadie Sink's character questions the reality of Dylan O'Brien's character and adds, I don't know, I just feel like maybe I made you up. This references an unreleased song originally intended for Taylor's debut album, Made Up You, which is yet to be re-recorded and released alongside a vault of previously cut tracks. Interesting. The scarf. Taylor famously wore this Gucci scarf. Oh, I didn't know it was Gucci. Oh, neither did I. Tay-Tay. Yeah, the, it, but it's like the navy one. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. Um, to Maggie Gyllenhaal's New York home for Thanksgiving in 2010. In the all-too-well short film, Sadie wears a rust red scarf available, available for purchase on TaylorSwift.com. <laughs> However, the original garment was blue, dark gray, and red, and owed to red as well. Yeah, we knew that. That drive in L.A. As directed by Taylor Swift herself, this scene between Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien's characters reimagines the infamous paparazzi shots of Taylor and Jake driving together in Los Angeles in December 2010 during an uncomfortably one-sided looking heated conversation. And it shows those pictures on the post. You can see the picture of them. It looks like they're arguing in the car. Better Man. During the kitchen scene, Dylan O'Brien's character angrily exclaims that he's being held hostage over a moment he doesn't even remember, referencing the Better Man lyric, You push my love away like it's some kind of loaded gun. A song also written for the same relationship. Okay. I don't really see the correlation there, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I think that's reaching. Sad, beautiful, tragic. The reoccurring appearance of the locket around Sadie Sink's character's neck at her birthday scene and around the rearview mirror of the car references the lyric, I stood right by the tracks, your face in a locket. Good girls, hopeful they'll be, and long they will wait. Okay. From tracks, sad, beautiful, tragic, an ode to this relationship. All too well. Did you notice the flash forward while reading the excerpt from her new novel? Taylor's character was actually reading the first verse of All Too Well. Yes, we did notice that. You keep my old scarf. Much like Dylan O'Brien's character at the end of All Too Well's short movie, Jake Gyllenhaal also wore Taylor's scarf. (laughs) Poor Jake. There's a picture of him wearing it. (laughs) He can't outlive that. All right. Hey, are you ready for Taylor trivia? Can't wait. Okay, because you seem like you zoned out there. I know. Sorry. I'm back. Bored you to tears. So from the polls on Instagram, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ooh, from the polls, the voting polls or the dancing polls? I don't know. <laughs> I asked listeners, which they preferred, Starlight, Message in a Bottle, Babe, or Babe Sugarland version. Do you... <laughs> now, now well, listen, folks. After the last episode, <laughs> we all know this is a dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. Do you have any guesses? On which song won? And I will tell you the correct song this time. I'm going to guess that Starlight won. 
Incorrect. Okay. What one? Wait, guess again. Babe. Mm. <laughs> Message in a bottle. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Third time's beep, a charm. Robot mode. All right. So message in a bottle one with, do you have a guess in the percent? 35%. Close-ish. 47. Oh, wow. Okay. And then which song do you think came in second? Starlight? (laughs) (laughs) Second place was Babe with 39%. And then uh, third place... (laughs) Do you have a guess for? I'm hoping it's Starlight. Mm-hmm. It is Starlight with 13% of the oh, vote. Oh, can't plan those things. And then Babe Sugarland version came in last with 0% of the vote. Good for you all. Good for you. Hey, guess what? We'll write your name. This is our plug section. Please visit our sites. Follow us on social media. Our Insta and TikTok handle is at Swifterhood Podcast. Oh. Twitter TikTok. Twitter is Swifterhood P. Uh, buy us a coffee is linked in the episode description. But ours is a whiskey on ice. And please, please, please rate and review our podcast if you like it. If we get to 75 rates and reviews, like written reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts. I will sing a song. Did we? I can't remember what it was. It was going to be Hey Steven, but I want to change it. If we get to I 75. It, didn't you change it to one from Red? Yes, but here's here's what I think is a better idea. Whenever we get to 75, because it could be until the next season, uh-huh. we'll then release a poll of the songs and you can all choose. Oh, they can pick. Mm. Okay. I was going to say, speaking of Tic Tac, we tried to make a Tic Tac today. I thought it was going to be a surprise, Aaron. <laughs> well, by then they'll already have seen it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because this is going to come out in like... It's very embarrassing. Day. Please don't judge us. Okay. We may or may not post it. <laughs> It was embarrassing. That's for sure. And we have merch. We do. So we hope you'll... Season two merch. Buy a t-shirt, a red one, a teal one, a black one with the Swifterhood logo and support the show. Thank you for listening, you guys. We love you so much. And we will see you on the next and final episode where we discuss all too well.